This is Food First Michigan on News Talk 760 WJR. Sponsored by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food secure state, and by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Now here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome everyone and thanks for listening. This is the time of year the Food Bank Council of Michigan kicks off a six-week food and funds drive for our seven Feeding America food banks. These seven food banks serve all of Michigan's 83 counties and are getting more food more often to more people than ever before. A tremendous amount of that food comes from the USDA, United States Department of Agriculture. During the past several years, an unprecedented amount of food has come to our network as the USDA attempted to help our farmers weather the trade war with China. Additionally, during COVID, the USDA stood up a new program called CFAP, Farm to Families Box Program, and that with mixed success. It had excellent food, but getting the food the last mile to the families that need it most was problematic. The unsettling news here is that these two programs are ending and soon. To borrow a line from the iconic Game of Thrones show, winter is coming, and it's coming soon. Harsher weather, along with the long tail of the pandemic, will certainly cause hardship on our network and the families we serve. You are needed to help us weather this perfect storm of food insecurity. Heightened need and a lessening food supply will put pressure on our network to make up the difference with purchased food. To help, we are making the Michigan Harvest Gathering started 30 years ago go virtual. This week, we kicked it off with the founders, Bill and Cynthia Schutte, Brian Peters, the CEO of the Michigan Hospital Association, Representative Angela Whitwer, and Senator Pete McGregor. We are asking you to help make MHG the biggest yet because the need is great. And by going to feedmichigan.org to help buy the food we need to serve our hungry neighbors. Jerry Brisson joins me with one of the founders of the Michigan Harvest Gathering, former Attorney General, the Honorable Bill Schutte, is our guest today to talk about how this statewide food and funds drive started and how we can come alongside of each other to solve this problem. You come back and be with us in just a moment. Welcome back, everyone. As promised, Jerry Brisson joins me and Mr. Bill Schutte. Honorable Bill Schutte, our former attorney general from the great state of Michigan. But um, for the purposes of this show, the founder for the Michigan Harvest Gathering, or I should say co-founder. Yes, yes. And and so, um, Bill, welcome back to this show. And it was great to see you and your bride, Cynthia, uh, our other co-founder for the Michigan Harvest Gathering this week as we kicked it off virtually as we're trying to do this show virtually um it seems everything is virtual but your your friendship to the food banks and commitment to the people who are struggling uh, with uh, food insecurity across this state is not new and it's not virtual 
you've been doing it for a long time and we we appreciate you and uh the passion that you bring to this this work and this mission so welcome back to the show well thank you phil it's great to be with uh, you and your french friend uh, mr jerry brisson <laughs> and uh um so I, I, I love Jerry and love you, Phil, and, and love uh, the food banks. And it was a great uh, kickoff of the 30th uh, year of the Michigan Harvest Gathering this week. And Cynthia and I uh, uh, were just delighted to be with you. It was, it was a fun kickoff. Yeah, it was virtual in some respects and, and Facebook. And we had Representative uh, Whitwer and, and uh, Senator McGregor there and uh, – and the team uh, from Edge and, and the food bank leadership. Uh, so it was great. Uh, and it's nice to be on your show. Well, it's great to have you. So walk us back 30 years and tell us how, um, I mean, could you even imagine that the idea that you had, you and Cynthia came up with, would last 30 years? I mean, no, what a spectacular I, it, uh, legacy. Well, it's uh, it just kind of blow your mind. Um, Thirty years later, um, the Michigan Harvest Gathering is still going strong, and over those thirty years, gosh, we've raised uh, uh, almost twelve million dollars and and over eleven million pounds of food because the Michigan Harvest Gathering is, is an effort to raise money, funds for the Food Bank Council of uh, Michigan and the network, and uh, collect food for distribution at food at food banks and soup kitchens and all of that. And so now it's uh, um, uh, I never would have thought it, but you know it's it coincides with um, uh, our marriage as well. So they had thirty years of dedication and and uh commitment and passion and love and that's uh yeah i'm talking about my marriage and the michigan uh harvest <laughs> gathering <laughs> is that right it's 30 years for both yes yes yeah. how do you like yeah. that so your marriage year your new bride says to you hey I got something I think we need to do. And no wonder the answer was yes, honey. I mean, I didn't realize it was <laughs> yeah. the same time frame. Well, it was, it was funny. And, and I was director of the Michigan Department of Agriculture, and we had uh, just gotten uh, newly married, uh, best way to phrase it, newly married. And I came home from work, and I was talking about food banking, and I'd met this woman named Karen Ulrich, who was uh, one of your predecessors, um, Phil, and, and uh, I was regaling her about food banking, but Cynthia knew all this stuff, and so she food banking was not new to her because she was in the broadcasting business, an anchor uh, on uh, the Wood TV in Grand Rapids, and also in southeastern Michigan as well before. So she knew all this stuff, and it was a tough time for Michigan, people out of work, out of hope, out of luck, uh, really high unemployment rates, and uh, um, she said, we need to do something about it. Why don't we raise money for the food banks? And it was her idea, a, a gem of an idea, and the, an idea was born, and bingo. 30 years later, I get to talk to Jerry and Phil. Well, I, I, I also want to say we are so delighted that through your many years of service um, at the state in several different roles, you led in a certain way, and here you are still helping to lead this. And we are so grateful that you're still with us and that Cynthia's with us. I mean, it means a lot to us. You know, friendship is something that develops in the course of all this, right? And yeah. so uh, we we appreciate spending the time. It's always great to see you and to, to hear what What's going on and to to be enlightened by the things that you're doing now i mean uh, so it's 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 wonderful not just to have you on the show but just to continue that friendship for so many years 
Well, we are committed to this. We really are, and uh, it's it's uh, it's done it's done a whole lot of good, and the um, and it really shows uh, the 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 better angels of, uh, of all of us when you know business, labor, associations, people. Uh, volunteers can come together to uh, help stock the shelves of uh, soup kitchens and, and pantries to give hope to people maybe going through a you're in a pinch going through a tough time and um, they go down to your local food food bank and and uh, get help and uh, that's what it's all about well I think that describes the work of the food bank network very well it's we, we distribute food but we're really we're really sharing hope and um, that, that comes from a relationship built out of trust, um, that the food that the food banks are sharing are, is going to be safe, it's going to be good, it's going to be quality. And I think one of the values that has developed across our network has been that the types of food that we share indicates the value that we have for people. One of the things Jerry says on the show, and that you've lived, you and Cynthia have lived out for these past 30 years, is that the people that we serve are worthy of being invested in. They're our neighbors. Um, and and you, are, you describe their situation um, too often. It's, it's very correct. They're in a pinch. They got more month than they do money. And it's not from making bad decisions or, or being something they're not supposed to be. It's more about there's just not enough. And so we want to come alongside of them and the Michigan Harvest Gathering for 30 years has allowed this network to do that. And we want to distribute the best food we can, not the dented, unmarked can. Uh, right, that right, doesn't communicate right. value. We want to do no. the best. Jerry, I think almost half of the food <clears throat> that we distribute across the network is fresh. And the majority of that comes right here from Michigan. Well, and in this 30 years, all the work that the state has done to come alongside us, and I know... Uh, you know, your work uh, in, in so many ways, Bill, not only with Michigan Harvest Gathering, but supporting the Michigan Agriculture Surplus Program and how that, mm -hmm. you know, is, is a way to use funds to get low-cost food, which helps the Michigan farmers because we take food that they don't have a market for, we pay enough to harvest it and then get it to the community, and it helps everyone. It's a win-win-win, and so just another example of how coming alongside each other and working together has produced a tremendous amount of relief. And one of the things that we say about that is um, if, if we can take hunger off the table it allows people to move on to their next success, whatever that's mm -hmm, going to be, because mm -hmm. they don't have to worry about this. So we're so excited and proud of this work uh, that we've done together. It's, uh, I mean, it's obvious, I know, but still, it's the building blocks which enables a food-secure community, and we do believe this is a solvable problem. The safety net can work the way it's supposed to work for everyone, and we're just putting it piece together, piece together until it's done. And the other nice, nice uh, uh, aspect of this wrinkle, whatever, is, is is there are no politics in this. Over 30 years, we've had Democrats, Republican governors, Democrat governors, and you know, Democrat secretary of states. Uh, it doesn't matter, and, and and so it really is an example of hey, this is how folks ought to work together. Out of folks ought to, you know. Uh, you, you know, you can do the, the politics nine to five, but, uh, you know, punch, punch the clock out and, uh, go help, uh, go help your neighbor. I mean, that's kind of what it's all about. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, yeah. It's a beautiful picture. I we do think that that hunger, particularly hungry children or senior citizens, it is a it is a challenge, an issue, if you will, that unites us. And um, mm-hmm. and I think you guys have have lived that for thirty years. This is uh, Bill Schutte, Jerry Brisson, Doctor Phil Knight. Here we're on Food First Michigan, and we're back here in just a moment. You come back and be with us too. Contact the Food Bank Council of Michigan at fbcmich.org. Now back to more Food First Michigan with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome back, everyone. Dr. Phil Knight here, Jerry Brisson. Our guest, as promised, Bill Schutte, the co-founder of the Michigan Harvest Gathering, 30 years in, uh, and COVID has had a tremendous impact on Michigan Harvest Gathering, as it has all of our communities, Bill, and... um, we're, we're taking Michigan Harvest Gathering virtual this year so people can still donate and they can even shop for the most needed items that the food banks have. Can you help us find our way uh, to that website? Absolutely. And and I would, uh, yes, we're doing it virtually, but you know what? We have grit. The the food bankers, the volunteers, the, the leadership, the folks who come and help stock the shelves and, uh, and sort the food and get it to soup kitchens and pantries all across Michigan, they have grit because it's this determination to help people. Um, but And, and uh, we're also, you know, technically savvy. And so you go to feedmichigan.org, which is a website. And from that, you can, you know, shop and find what are the needs of the day or the week or time period uh, to help, uh, you know, buy, donate uh, uh, funds and uh, food to your local food bank. So go to feedmichigan.org. Also, there's a nice Facebook page that the Food Bank Council of Michigan have. It's really nice. Uh, my wife and I are talking about that this morning, matter of fact. And uh, so uh, check our, check us out on Facebook, you know, and, and uh, go to feedmichigan.org and uh, uh, invest. You know, this is, a, uh, this is a, a time of giving, and this is where we help others. And uh, uh, Lord loves a cheerful giver, so get out there and do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show about some of the hardships not related to the pandemic that the community has undergone. And I, I'll tell you what, I was, I was again, um, impressed at, at the way the Midland community is, is recovering from the flooding that, that happened this year. And uh, you had a story to tell there uh, that I thought was pretty good. And I'm wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about that as well. Well, you know, um, um in, in Midland, we had a couple of dam breaches, dam breaks. Uh, there are four different uh, dams on the Titabawassee River, giving a little geography lesson of the Saginaw Valley. And if you look at your map of Michigan and, and there where Midland is kind of in the middle of the mitten of sorts, we had a uh, uh, some dam breaks, which caused massive flooding in town. Um, and... Uh, uh, but the, and food banks were there. They were there. The food bankers came to deliver food. And even last night, there are still um, uh, people serve meals up 
for flood victims in, in, the, in the Sanford area. Now, we're going to rebuild Sanford. We're going to rebuild uh, Wixom Lake and Sanford Lake and, and uh, be bigger and better and stronger than ever. And Sanford will still be the best little town by a damn sight. But uh, uh, you know what? Our house, we were okay, but so many people were not. Uh, we could, but we couldn't get out of uh, the area where we live, so we tramped through the woods, Cynthia and I, and a buddy of mine uh, picked us up and uh, his truck and we're able to you know go and and help people and survey things across the community but uh you know um uh it it was a hard time uh we're coming back and we're going to rebuild the dams and then we'll uh, deal with the water flow and when they're in terms of uh so we don't have floods anymore so we'll come back um and there is a group of folks in in the midland area and i'm part of that and uh, uh lending a hand well, I think um, it's it's remarkable how people pull together when times are hard, and and yeah. your story about what happened there with the with the breakages and now the recovery, and even just hearing your your voice and your attitude about you know what this isn't going to get us down. We are going to get through this, and we're going to be better and stronger. It speaks so highly of the community there, and and also you know the the way the food bank could respond. It, managing the pandemic you know they you know having then the flood and it certainly affected a lot of communities and our our uh, food bank of eastern michigan just said okay how much more can we do and they figured out how to do more um i will say it was fortuitous that that food bank had a really successful capital campaign just a few years ago to mm -hmm. so they would have the capacity to do this kind of work and so you're talking you know, about the you're talking about the food bank of eastern michigan yeah yeah based out of flint they do a great they do a great job and for our listeners we they're about uh, seven uh, regional food banks, and then they distribute it, uh, the food and, and uh, produce and, 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 uh, in a general area around the seven in the state. And so the Food Bank of Eastern Michigan, uh, uh, they came to the Sanford area and helped. And the other one was uh, Samaritan's Purse. Um, ah. Franklin Graham's uh, group, I, I bet you they stayed about a month. Uh, right. And working with at uh, Calvary Baptist Church in Midland, and the outpouring of, of what people did is uh, it's really pretty incredible. Um, and just uh, last week, we had a groundbreaking for the Sanford Hardware Store. Um, so they're you know, uh, and we're going to get that done by Christmas. And so we're going to have a Christmas tree lighting, a menorah lighting, uh, uh, whatever, however, whatever book you read we're going to make sure that we have a celebration uh come december that's awesome that's awesome and so thankful for your leadership bill um uh, there now but for 30 years you and cynthia have invested as we say on this show quite often you're one handful of life into making life better for people for your fellow Michigan residents and and beyond. So uh, like you said earlier and, and at the end of the last segment, you know, uh, there's so many of these issues that transcend politics. Um, they're, they're really more human issues for us yeah. and how we can come on, come alongside of our hungry neighbors. And um, as Jerry says, take hunger off the table so that 
They can find their next success. I love how he says that. Um, <laughs> I think I learned it from you, doctor, so no wonder you like it. <laughs> yeah, I like it a lot. Then. <laughs> I might even well, like it better. <laughs> well, up, up, up here, it's, it's been a t- I always believe in teamwork, right? And that's what food banking's about. When you go and volunteer at a, at a, a food bank and help sort, uh, receive, uh, pass out, distribute, whatever it is, you're working as a team. And uh, you can adjust your hours, give some time. Uh, there, there's always something you can do. And, and uh, this can be done in a safe way so we can be smart and safe about um, uh, the, the issue of health. Uh, and and COVID, but you also can still help your neighbors. So this is not a a one or the other. You can do both things to help others and still stay safe. Well, I I said this at the beginning, but now as we close this segment and and your time with us, Bill, I I just want to tell you that, you know, I can't imagine that when when Miss Cynthia said, we ought to do something about that, that that what you did about it was going to last 30 plus years because we don't see any end to this and um you know the 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 departments of state government um associations industries across all across michigan are coming together to um to help us uh feed our hungry neighbors and that started at your kitchen table and i can't tell you the impact that that's had and i can't hardly describe how needed it is today with with uh with the pandemic and the increased need and then also with some of the federal food programs that are ending this calendar year michigan harvest gathering is timed perfectly to help fill the food gap well and and uh it is and and what we're doing here today uh, is a clarion call across uh, the state of Michigan through the kindness of uh, WJR and and, uh, and the radio here is to uh, get this message out. So there's a way for you to help. Uh, I'm talking to, in a kindly, encouraging, positive way to the listening audience here to uh, roll up your sleeves and help Jerry in, in the Detroit area and help uh, in, in the food bank in eastern Michigan. And it goes over to you know, southwest Michigan, too, and Grand Rapids and, and, and north uh, all the way to the UP and the Canadian uh, uh, line. So there's a way for you to help. And um, and when you do something like this, you, you feel good, wipe your brow. And whether you're writing a check or volunteering at the food bank, uh, uh, whether it's sweat equity or you know, just write, writing a check to the Food Bank Council of Michigan or going to feedmichigan.org, uh, um, we need your help. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Bill, for being with us today. Tremendous. Thank, thanks, Cynthia, for us. It was great to see you guys at the kickoff. We'll see you at the celebration. And in the meantime, it's feedmichigan.org. That's right. Thank you very much. And everybody stay on duty and help your food bank. <laughs> That's it. Jerry and I are back in just a moment. First, Michigan. Once again, here's Phil and Jerry. Thanks for listening, everyone. Jerry joins me back here. And Jerry, uh, our co-founders of the Michigan Harvest Gathering, Bill and Cynthia Schutte, uh, can't imagine that I'd start something and it'd, be, and it'd still be going strong 30 years later. I mean, and what great impact it's had on behalf of our network and our mission. 
when you look at Bill and Cynthia's pride in in you know starting something and watching it grow like it has, it I know that it in some ways feels like a child, you know, that's that's grown and mm. stronger and better and succeeding way beyond your expectation. And just watching their faces as they participate in this after 30 years is really a pleasure. It's something our listeners can't see, but we can. And so I just want to pass along um, the joy that's expressed so clearly. Um, and of course, it's from helping. And and all of us who stay engaged in this work year after year, in spite of seeing so much hardship in the community um, we're all buoyed up by the impact that we have by the difference that we make in people's lives and it's important to remember that it's important to remember as we start another Michigan Harvest Gathering that even though it can sometimes seem like it's a problem that never goes away for the people who are helped through the crisis they're in now it's a problem that goes away now, it might yeah. come back, you know, there's another crisis that might bring people to needing help again, but so many people need help one or two or three times, and they do move on to the next success in their life, and there's so many great stories about how it helps people. So, um, so you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's good that, that it's happening again, that we're able to walk with people on their journey, some of which is really difficult and yet to know that on the other side of that is the potential for light and hope and the, the love that we share is really priceless. It really is. And I just, you know, one of the things we like to measure, um, what is that you say about measuring your impact? What is it? What gets measured gets some, you say something Done. like that. What That's is it? what it is. You do what you measure, right? So, so you know, when you start to measure, uh, when you start paying attention to something enough that you're going to actually track it, well, you want to hit your targets, right? I mean, you 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 don't want to be embarrassed, and you want to make sure that you're tracking to the goal because you said that's what you were going to do. So, yeah, you do what you measure. It's a it's an old axiom. I didn't make it up. I probably read it out of at least ten different management books, and so uh, I read it ten times, which means I can remember it once. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you do more remember it. You live by it. Um, <laughs> You know, and to measure the impact of what, you know, talking about the, you know, with this, ah, this problem seems to never go away. And I think I love what you just said, though, and I think we should just camp here for just a moment that it does go away for people. It, and it's important to, to walk across the threshold of their life when they're, when they're hurting. We, we've done some surveys for the folks uh, that we're serving across the state of Michigan. And I want to read you a couple of quotes, Jerry. And get awesome. your comments on them. So this is a, a person out of Shiawassee County. That's in the Food Bank of Eastern Michigan's uh, service area. And this person said, I struggle monthly and most months go to a food pantry to get help. I reapplied for food assistance in April when my work had to cut our hours. The only reason I'm not drowning is because of the stimulus and this food help. Walking in across a person, the threshold of their life when they need it most, I think is, is critically important for us, not just as a state and politics and, and parties and all that, but as people. Yeah, there's such emotional power in, um, in that story um, because it's, it's truly somebody who is 
trying to do everything they can um, and then saying, you know, I had to ask for help. And for us, I, I think for for us in this country, and probably not just us, but it's so hard to ask for help. It's so hard to say, I, 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 I've done everything I know how to do and I need help. And part of the reason that we need to be there with open arms is to say, you know what, you're not a failure. You're not a failure. We know that we're going to be here with you. You're going to take the next steps. And before you know it, you're going to be in a better place. And, um, and so, you know, um, there, there's just so much emotional um, that goes on in this work that's behind the scenes that, that when you see it enough times, and for a lot of us in food banking, you know, we're out there on the lines too. We, we go to the food distributions and we see the people coming to the pantries and the soup kitchens. And, you know, when you hear the stories and get to know the people, you really do develop a sense of how much people are worth investing in and how much that matters, not just for dollars and cents, but it, it matters to your heart. It just, it's the way community ought to be. I don't know how else to say it. Uh, that's that's well said. Uh, tell me where Kalkaska is. <laughs> Kalkaska? It's in Kalkaska. it's in the northern lower peninsula, right? Just a little bit east of Traverse City. So this would be in Feeding America, West Michigan's territory. Their CEO has been on the show as Ken Estelle. Listen to this, Jerry. This has been extremely tough on the kids and us parents as well. As everything has been turned upside down and the kids aren't understanding why. One highlight for the kids was that school lunches continued. They look forward to seeing what we pick up each week, lunches, breakfasts, and snacks in the house provided by the school and your program. It has taken some pressure off of my husband and I by having not having to worry as much about feeding our hungry, growing children. Yeah, boy, you talk about things that hit you right in the midsection, right? Thinking about hungry kids, and we've said the two words that should never go together, hunger and child, right? right. Never should go together. And so the fact that we can help this family um, you know, get to a place where they know they can feed their kids. That is such a huge deal. And obviously one of the biggest motivators for us in this work. And that's all of us all the time. Well, it is all of us. There's a couple of things I want to highlight and then we'll take a break here. The first would be, you said the, the, the kids, I'm going to say the parents, cause living under this toxic stress of food insecurity. She, this, this person said, she said, our kids don't know why. They don't have a lot of understanding. But I'll guarantee you that the parents have a lot of understanding. Yeah, yeah. They understand sure. the toxic stress of what am I going to feed my kids, not even worrying about what am I going to eat. Yeah, And so, right. The, and we know parents skip meals to feed their kids. We know it for sure. We hear it all the time. Right. The other thing, too, I want to talk about is the school lunch program and that model being kind of flipped on its head so that that um, people like this family would still have access to some of that food. And I got to say that, that Diane Gozinski at the Michigan Department of Education uh, and her team deserves a, a tremendous shout out because how they have helped flip that model in order to 
for them to come alongside of us and us to come alongside of them to make sure this family has the food that they need during this crisis. Well, for sure. I mean, right from the very beginning when schools had to close, one of the very first calls that came in was from Dr. Golzinski, and uh, she said, let's get everyone together, let's get on the line, and let's figure out what's the most we can do to make sure that kids get the nourishment they need as we're going through whatever's going to happen. Of course, nobody knew exactly what was going to happen. And and she really put pen to paper and feet on the ground. And, you know, and we worked together to, to, to be able to distribute groceries, not just prepared meals, which got to families very quickly and continued to get to families through the summer and are still getting to families as they're trying to figure out, you know, virtual school on top of the pandemic, on top of everything else. So uh, walking along with the Michigan Department of Education to make sure families get the food they need. And, and again and again and again, uh, the Michigan Department of Education has come back and said, now what can we do? How much more can we do to make sure that kids can thrive through this pandemic? It's been inspirational, and we're so proud to be working with them. Well, there's a way that our listeners can help. And we're going to tell them how to do that, even though Mr. Shooty has told them once. We're going to tell them again, Jerry, on the other side of this break, so you folks can come back and be with us. We're back. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight here with you. Our guest today was Bill Shooty and um, his wife, Cynthia. They are the founders of the Michigan Harvest Gathering. And Jerry, we in this last segment, we talked about some of the folks that are coming to us um, that need help during the, not just during the pandemic, but also during times as we talked about with Bill, um, you know, the natural disaster of the flood or the semi-natural disaster of the flood there with the, the dams breaking. Um, food banks are needed all year long, not certainly not just beginning at Thanksgiving, but that is when we start Michigan Harvest Gathering, uh, and and folks can help us. Can you tell them where they can help us at? I can. FeedMichigan.org. F-E-E-D-M-I-C-H-I-G-A-N.O-R-G. FeedMichigan.org. All one word. And, uh, and we're going to do it. We're going to feed Michigan. We continue to feed Michigan. And I have to say... Um, throughout this pandemic, it's been amazing how much we've been feeding Michigan. Um, you know, the the on average, what is our what is our weekly average now? Five million pounds a week? Almost five million pounds a week, about four point eight and change. So, you know, if you're rounding up <laughs> a couple of more <laughs> boxes on the truck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so five and you know, Jerry, and the thing about it is it was about two it was about half that prior to, to COVID. So, you know, we, we've had our own challenges. We've had to build the infrastructure to support that so that, you know, our, and to be candid, honest about totally about this, as our teams are tired. Um, you know, I know people are all sick about the pandemic and, you know, even some talk about, let's just quit talking about it. Well, no, let's don't stop talking about it because it'll <laughs> kill you if we stop talking about it. But, you know, it's a, it's a point where we're all tired, we're all tired, but it, but doing good and doing right doesn't stop. No, and you know one of the things I, I I've had a lot of different board committee meetings this week, and one of the things I like to say is you know when we talk about five million pounds, 
Just think about moving 5 million pounds. Just for a second. Just for a second. How much effort it actually takes to move 5 million pounds. I mean, you get about 50,000 pounds in a semi. So, you know, 5 million is a lot of pounds. And it's people moving that. Right now they have equipment, they have pallet jacks and they have, you know, loading docks and they have distribution facilities. But, you know, those things are so important. You could never move that much weight without the facilities and the equipment and all it takes. And that's what our teams do. They know how to get that and use that and move that food through so families can get what they need. And we help so many partner agencies, literally thousands of organizations throughout the state are depending on us to get them food from the government and from food donors and from from the farmers in Michigan. And, uh, and all that infrastructure works well. And we still manage to get that all done and, and only spend about three cents on the dollar for administration and fundraising. About 97 cents of every dollar goes to the work. And that's something to be really proud of as well. Well, it's something that people can be proud of and they can come alongside of us and help. And with that, it's time for a little food for thought. 30 years ago, when Bill and Cynthia Schutte sat around that kitchen table, I don't think they could envision a statewide food and funds drive for the state of Michigan that would last 30 years, raise millions of dollars, and millions of pounds of food. I bet they did not envision as challenging as times were then what we are facing this winter with COVID. Waves of hungry neighbors, children, seniors will continue to come to us. Those injured by the economy and those unable to earn enough will continue to come to us for food this winter. There is a food gap and you can help fill it by donating or shopping on our behalf at our virtual food drive at feedmichigan.org. Your neighbors need you. We need you to help us weather this storm by keeping food first, folks. Food first. Food First Michigan, presented by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food-secure state.